These bonus episodes are not just about having a good time, but also about having frank and honest conversations with Pete. He's not afraid to tackle tough topics and have real, honest, frank and authentic discussions about life, love, work, and everything in between. So not only will you be entertained by Pete's signature wit and humor, but you'll also be challenged to think deeply about some of life's biggest questions. And the best part, you can do it all while listening and enjoying Pete's infectious energy. So don't miss out on this exciting new series of, Say As It Is With Pete, bonus episodes. Subscribe now and get ready to join the conversation. So let's get this episode underway. Before we begin this week's episode within the Say As It Is Pete podcast series, I'd like to give you, my audience, a heads up. This episode contains sensitive content that touches on mental health and suicide. So if you are affected by anything discussed in this episode, I want you to know that it's okay to reach out for help. Please talk to your mental health first aider within your organization. Or if you don't have one, then you can contact Samaritans on 116-123. They provide confidential and emotional support 24 hours, seven days a week. And the services are free. Remember, you're not alone. And there is always help available. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's discussion on a thought-provoking and emotive topic. And the topic that I'm going to be talking about in this bonus episode is should Ofsted be blamed for making someone take their own life due to a poor report? Now, this is a complex issue that has been uh, the subject of much debate in recent months and one that requires some careful consideration. But from uh, reflection of this title, um, you know, I have thought about if it was the right title, uh, maybe it was a bit harsh. So I did review the title and changed it slightly to be, you know, the impact of Ofsted's inspection on mental health a discussion. But I think both titles kind of work anyway. And, you know, look, we need to have an open, and honest, frank conversation about this because it is out there in the education sector. And I think... Um, from this uh, open, honest, frank conversation, this bonus episode, I'm just going to basically say as it is, and you know, we we have to be open about this, and I don't think enough people talk about it, and we're all hiding away from it somewhere in the education sector, and we need to grow some balls and stand up and have this conversation. So let's get this episode underway. Now, let me give you a, a brief introduction. So let's. So let me start by quoting the words of Amanda um, Spillerman, who was the chief inspector of Ofsted and made this comment back in 2018. And she stated that, you know, our inspections are about making sure that children get the best education possible. Well, this statement highlights at the point um, the importance of Ofsted's role in education and the impact that it uh, that its reports can have on schools, teachers, and students. Now, however, the weight of this uh, responsibility is not to be taken lightly. And as we delve a little bit deeper into this topic, um, you know, we must also keep in mind the words of Peter Wanless, the CEO of um, the NFPCC, who stated that um, back in 2018, we should not underestimate the harm that negative inspection outcomes can cause. Now, again, 
This statement reminds us of the potential negative impact that poor Ofsted reports can have on mental health and well-being and raises important questions about the accountability of Ofsted in such situations. So, as we explore this topic further, let us keep in mind that um, that this is a complex and motive uh, nature of the issue um, and strive to engage in a thoughtful and respectful dialogue. And I will be, you know, thoughtful and respective in this um, because I want it to seek um, a better understanding and the various perspectives involved. So let's go into a bit of background. So Ofsted, or they're also known as the Office of Standards in Education, Children's Services and Skills. Now, they are a non-ministerial department of the UK government, and they're responsible for inspecting and regulating educational institutions and services like schools, primary schools, um, you know, nurseries, colleges, training providers, and even now employer providers. And Ofsted inspections play a critical role in the education system by providing an external evaluation of the school um, and other educational settings and informing parents, policymakers and other stakeholders about the quality of the education provision. Now, the impact of Ofsted reports on schools, teachers and students cannot be overstated. A positive report can lead to increased funding, improved morale, and a enhanced reputation, while negative reports can have the opposite effect. So this can cause um, financial difficulties, low morale, uh, reputational damage, and in extreme cases, a poor offset report can lead to the closure of a school or the dismissals of teachers, or as we've seen, the closure of training providers. And recently, the big one, which we all know about, which is Cube Learning. So the reason why I want to talk about this um, and and just get this open and in the discussion at the moment is, you know, as we know, in the recent press, head teacher Ruth Perry took her own life in January 2023. While awaiting for an offset report that downgraded her school, um, Caversham Primary in Reading, Berkshire, from an outstanding to an inadequate due to some safeguarding issues. Now, that's quite hard to hear. And that's such a shame um, that, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, Ruth Perry did take her own life. But I hate to say it, Ruth was not the first to, to do that. So I want to raise a case that highlights the potential impact of a poor offset report on individuals that happened seven years prior to Ruth taking her own life. And that was a Mike Tomlinson, a head teacher who took his own life after his school received an inadequate rating in an offset report. And this was uh, back in 2017. So seven years. You have Mike Tomlinson take his life in 2017. And then here we are, January 2023. We have another head teacher taking their life due to receiving um, an inadequate uh, score on their um, offset reports. So while it is difficult to establish a direct casual link um, between the report of uh, Mike Tomlinson's death and obviously uh, Ruth Perry's, um, both cases rise 
um, or raise important questions about the accountability of Ofsted in such situations. So why is it that it's only now what's happened with Ruth Perry that it's more in, in the spotlight? And we're now challenging Ofsted. What happened? And this is my question. What happened back in 2017? Why was it not such a big thing and it didn't get any exposure? And listen, I listen to LBC. I listen to a lot of press and and stuff on the radio and the TV. And I've not heard anything about Mike Tomlinson. It's all been about Ruth Perry. And I know that's more frequent, but I think we can't let that part disappear. One head teacher has already taken their own life back in 2017, and we're now seven years down the line, and it's happened again. What have we learned from that, if anything? So in the next sections of this podcast, as I continue uh, to have this discussion, I will examine the arguments for and, uh, for and against Ofsted's accountability in such cases and explore the various perspectives and evidence involved. So let's look at the arguments for Ofsted's accountability. So one argument um, for Ofsted's accountability in cases where an individual takes their own life due to poor reports is based on an ethical and moral responsibility of Ofsted. So in ensuring that the well-being of those involved in the education system. As noted by Peter Wanless um, of the NSPCC, negative inspection outcomes can cause harm. And it is the responsibility of Ofsted to consider the potential impact of its reports on the mental health and the well-being of those involved. And furthermore, there is a legal duty of care owed by Ofsted um, to those affected by um, its inspections. So this duty of care requires Ofsted to take reasonable steps um, to avoid causing harm to others and to prevent foreseeable harm from occurring. Now, in cases where an individual takes their own life due to poor reports or a report, it can be argued that Ofsted has failed to, to, to fulfil its duty of care. And I would say in both cases, they have. And have they learned anything within that seven years? You know, and I hate to say it, in some child case um, or safeguarding cases for children where we, we have baby pee and we have another incident, did we learn anything from it? Because it still keeps happening. So in addition to the ethical and legal arguments, there is evidence to suggest that poor offset reports can have that negative impact on mental health. A study by the Education Policy Institute found that schools rated inadequate or requires improvement by Ofsted, had higher rates of staff turnover, lower staff morale, and lower levels of student attainment. Now, this was from the Education Policy Institute, and I found this information in their 2018 report. That's all I could find when I was doing my research. But another study by the National Association of Head Teachers found that 79% of teachers surveyed reported feeling stressed or anxious as a result of an Ofsted inspection. And that information I got from The Guardian in 2019. So quite a high percentage. Now, these studies suggest um, that poor Ofsted reports can have a real and significant impact on the mental health and well-being of those involved and highlight the need for Ofsted to be accountable for the potential harm caused by its inspections. So now let's look at the arguments against Ofsted's accountability. 
Ofte, on the other hand, some um, argue that Ofte cannot be held solely responsible for an individual taking their own life due to a poor report. They point out that there are likely to be multiple factors involved in such tragic events. So that it is difficult to establish a direct casual link between the report and the individual's death. Furthermore, Ofsted inspections are based on a rigorous and objective framework designed to ensure that the educational institutions meet certain standards. Inspections are not intended uh, to be punitive, but rather to provide an accurate assessment of the quality of education provision. Holding Ofsted accountable for the consequences of its inspections could be seen as unfair, as it would be, um, sorry, as it would place a um, undue burden on Ofsted to predict and manage the reactions of an individual to its reports. So let's look at some counter arguments and rebuttals on that then. So while there are arguments for holding Ofsted accountable, as we've said, for potential harm caused by its inspections, there are also um, counter arguments um, to view. So let's have a look at these. So some argue that schools um, and individuals have a responsibility to ensure that they are mentally and emotionally prepared for an Ofsted inspection and that blaming Ofsted for the consequences of a poor report is unfair. They point out that schools are given notice of an inspection in advance and have the opportunity to prepare themselves accordingly. Now, on that note, can I just say, I remember when I worked for a training provider and we knew we were coming up to a potential round of being often inspected and we were on such high alert, like the stress levels and the anxiety levels, I can agree with that, 79% were up in the air. Everybody was told if you get a call on a Thursday, 11 o'clock, and they say they're from Ofsted, this is what you do. This is the protocol. This is who you put that call to. You don't take a message. You find someone, you find a director, you find whoever. It's nuts. And then literally you're put on notice on Thursday for them to be there Monday. It's not a lot of time. And then that means that from Thursday, after you've had that initial call, you've activated your Ofsted. And it's a mad rush to get ready and prepare by Monday. And then you're on tender hooks knowing the rest of Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday that Monday is your inspection. So I get where that 79% get very anxious and very stressed when it comes to an Ofsted report. And I've been through four, so <laughs> I know. Um, so furthermore, some argue that the intense pressure placed on schools, colleges, training providers to perform well in their Ofsted inspection um, is a symptom of wider issues in the education system itself, such as underfunding, underfunding, um, high stakes testing, and an overemphasis on the academic achievements. So addressing these underlying issues may be a more effective way of reducing the harm caused by Ofsted inspections than holding um, Ofsted accountable for individual cases. So kind of the rebuttal for this is that it can be argued that why, while schools and individuals have a responsibility to prepare themselves for an Ofsted inspection, this does not um, absolve Ofsted of its responsibility to minimise um, the potential harm caused by its inspections. So furthermore, uh, the pressure placed on um, 
you know, educational institutes to perform well in Ofsted inspections is often beyond their control and can have a significant impact on the mental health and well-being of those involved. I mean, everybody involved in that Ofsted inspection. So while addressing the underlying issues in the education system, it's it is important, it's also important to hold Ofsted accountable for its role in promoting a culture of high stakes testing and academic pressure. By doing so, it may be possible to create a more supportive and compassionate education system or you know, Ofsted reporting that values the well-being of all individuals involved. So I'm now going to look at and give some recommendations. So, you know, look, given the complexity of this issue, it may be useful to consider some of the following recommendations. There are any recommendations, so you can follow them or not. I hope Ofsted or someone from Ofsted is listening. So one, provide more support to uh, or for individuals and schools, colleges, and training providers affected by poor Ofsted reports. This could include counseling services, additional funding, and guidance on how to improve quality of education provision. Now, I know in the Ofsted report, they do give you things to look at and change, but maybe to have that sit down conversation and go through it properly instead of just sending the report. Two, encourage a culture of openness and transparency around mental health and well-being, especially in the education system. This could involve training and awareness rising um, activities, uh, for staff and students and creating safe spaces uh, for individuals to discuss their concerns. Three, we can look at uh, review the current framework of Ofsted inspections to ensure that it takes into account the potential impact of mental health and well-being during before, during and after these reports. So this could involve incorporating additional measures to assess the psychological impact of inspections or exploring alternative methods to evaluate um, or should say alternative methods for evaluation that places less emphasis on high stakes inspections. Apologies, I'm reading this from my notes and sometimes my handwriting to writing lots of notes doesn't always uh, look right. So let's carry on. Number four of my recommendations is increase accountability and transparency around Ofsted's role in cases where an individual takes their own life due to a poor report. So this could involve independent investigations, public reporting, and greater involvement of stakeholders, decision-making processes. And I think number four is key because right at the beginning of this podcast, I said there have been two head teachers that have taken their lives, one in 2017, and then seven years later, one in 2023. Has anybody involved in those independent investigations, public reporting, or from the greater involvement of those stakeholders in making those decisions, have you learned anything? What have you learned? If so, what was it? You know, if we're going to do these things, we don't do it as a tick box scenario and go, okay, well, we'll we, we've, we've reviewed it and this is these are the recommendations, but actually we've taken none of those recommendations. What the hell? If, if this is the second time a head teacher has taken their life due to an inadequate grade from the Ofsted reports, we need to be doing something. Ofsted need to be looking at their findings and, you know, really pick this up now. So, look, by implementing these, these recommendations, if you do or if they do, it may be possible to minim, minimise the potential harm caused by Ofsted inspections and create a more supportive 
and compassionate education system for reports. So kind of in conclusion for this kind of topic, um, you know, the question of whether Ofsted should be blamed for making someone take their own life due to a poor report is still a complex and difficult issue. So while there are arguments for and against Ofsted's accountability, it's clear that Ofsted has a responsibility to consider uh, the potential impact of its inspections on the mental health and well-being of those involved in the education system. So to address this issue, it may be necessary to adopt a more holistic approach that takes into account the complex interplay and factors involved in mental health and well-being. So this could involve working more closely with other stakeholders in the education system or sector, including teachers, parents and students, to create a more supportive and compassionate environment. But at the same time, it is important not to lose um, sight of the importance of rigorous and objective evaluation, ensuring that educational institutions meet certain criteria standards. Ultimately, the goal of any evaluation framework should be to support the provision of high quality education and promote the well-being of all individuals involved in the education system. So kind of in conclusion to this, you know, look, the impact of the Ofsted inspections on mental health and well-being is, again, as I say, a complex issue that requires a compassionate and collaborative approach. While Ofsted has an important role in ensuring educational standards are met, it's essential to recognise that the high stakes nature um, of inspections can be um, unintend can have, I should say, unintended consequences on mental health um, for students and educators alike. So I know this has been quite a hard um, and thought-provoking um, and emotive topic to talk about. Um, but, you know, look, I hope this bonus episode has shed um, a light on the need for more supportive and holistic education systems that values mental health and well-being um, as a core priority within its inspections. So by working together, we can create an educational system that supports the growth and flourishing of all students and educators and has a positive impact that supports all when a report and inspection is being carried out. Now, again, I know this has been a hard topic to talk about, and I've tried to have an open and honest, frank conversation around this. And I hope, as I say, I hope this has given you some insights and some food to think about or food for thoughts. I'd love to hear your comments and feedback on this podcast. And if anybody wants to jump onto another podcast about this topic and have a little bit of a discussion around it, I would more than welcome you at any point. So let's wrap up this podcast then. So first of all, thank you very much for listening to this bonus episode of Say As It Is With Pete. And you can always go back and listen to any of the normal podcasts that are dropped every Monday, or you can go back and listen to any of the bonus podcast episodes that I randomly drop throughout this series. And you can go and listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts from. And until our next bonus episode, keep listening.